Hare Krishna. Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Vihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Vihari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Yashodanandana Braja Janananjana Yashodanandana Braja Janananjana Jamunatiravanachari Jamuna Tiravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Giri-vada-dari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 
Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jaya Radha Kala Chandi Radha Kala Chandi Radhe Jaya Jaya Guru 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 Jaya Jaya Guru Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam Kanto 1 Chapter 6 Text number 18. Do you want this? Oh, it's not plugged in. I'll be okay. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I'm good, though. Oh, it's just a battery. I'm sorry, Prabhu. Do you want the Bhagavatam? No. Okay, got it. Chai. Krishna provides. Hare yeah. <laughs> Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 6, Text Number 18. Rupam Bhagavato Yatan Mana Kantam Sochupaham Apasyan Sahasyotasyate Vaikalyavad Durmana Iva Rupam Bhagavato Yatan Manaha Kantam Sochapaham Apasyan Sahoshatase Vakyalya Durmana Iva 
Rupam Bhagavato Yatan Manaha Kantam Satchapaham Apasyansahasotase Bhakyarya Durmano Iva Rupam Bhagavato Yatan Manaha Kantam Suchapaham Apasyan Sahoshase Vaikalivya Durmana Ivad Word for word Rupam Form Bhagavata Of the Personality of Godhead Yat, as it is. Tat, that. Mana, of the mind. Kantam, as it desires. Sucha apaham, vanishing all disparity. Apasyan, without seeing. Sahasha, sa, sahashas. Did I say it right? All of a sudden, utashate, got up, vakalyavat, being perturbed, durmana, having lost the desirable, eva, as it were. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Shri A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada. Jai. The transcendental form of the Lord, as it is, satisfies the mind's desire and at once erases all mental incongruities. Upon losing that form, I suddenly got up, perturbed, as is usual when one loses that which is desirable. Please repeat. The transcendental form of the Lord, as it is, Satisfy the mind, satisfies the mind's desire and at once erases all mental incongruities. Upon losing that form, I suddenly got up, being perturbed, as is usual, when one loses that which is desirable. I just want to double check something real quick. Yes, it is 18. The transcendental form of the Lord, as it is, satisfies the mind's desire and at once erases all mental incongruities. Upon losing that form, I suddenly got up, being perturbed, as is usual when one loses that which is desirable. Purport. That the Lord is not formless is experienced by Narada Muni. But his form is completely different from all forms of our material existence. Excuse me. His form is completely different from all forms of our material experience. For the whole duration of our life, we go on seeing different forms in the material world. But none of them is just apt to satisfy the mind. Nor can any one of them vanish all perturbance of the mind, of the mind. 
These are the special features of the transcendental form of the Lord. And one who has once seen that form is not satisfied with anything else. No form in the material world can any longer satisfy the seer. That the Lord is formless or impersonal means that he has nothing like a material form and is not like any material personality. As spiritual beings, we have eternal relations with that transcendental form of the Lord. We are life after life searching after that form of the Lord and we are not satisfied by any other form of material appeasement. Narada Muni got a glimpse of this, but having not seen it again, he became perturbed and stood up all of a sudden to search it out. What we desire, life after life, was obtained by Narada Muni, and losing sight of him again was certainly a great shock for him. Om Ajnana Timrandasya Jananjanan Salakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Jaina Tazmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Minobhishtam Shapitam Jaina Bhutale Swayam Rupadamayam Didanti Swapadantikam I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual masters opening my eyes at the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my humble obeisances under the dust of his lotus feet. <coughs> Nama Um Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Shimate Tamal Krishna Goswami Niti Namane Namo Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Shimati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Niti Namane Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavari Pashka Chatarisha Tarine Vanchakalpa Thrubhascha Kripa Sunu Sivacha Patitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavabio Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasari Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Well thanks everybody for being here. If you're tuning in today, listening online, thank you very much for, for coming to the, uh, virtual class of the Srimad Bhagavatam for today is Thursday, and we're uh, hopefully getting towards the end of the COVID lockdown, right? <laughs> I'm sitting here with His Grace, Nityananda Prabhu, making me feel awkward that I have to give class to uh, my spiritual master, someone I consider my guru. So <clears throat> it won't be easy, so I'll try to say a few things I hope will please him. And, excuse me, uh, thank you again everyone for being here and thank you for the opportunity to be here. Krishna is so kind. Uh, what an amazing section of the Bhagavatam. Um, when I first came here, like 25 years ago or so, we were on the first canto. And so in all these years, it's, it's taken that long. We're back on the first canto. And I know how important the first canto is. And it, it's, uh, I've read it on my own. And I, I wasn't, I felt it was dry, you know, years ago, maybe 20 years ago when I read it or 20, long time ago, I read it myself just, you know, studying. And it, it seemed it was just, uh, a lot more philosophy, you know, and, I was anxious for the pastimes, you know, the exciting stuff. 
where's this part about, you know, the, uh, the hellish planets and the heavenly, I want to read that, you know. And now coming back, and of course, you know, I, I heard and read bits of it through classes and lectures and things, and it, there's so many important verses. But now going through it again after so many years, it just strikes strikes you how incredible uh, some of the things that are said throughout the Bhagavatam, obviously, but especially being reminded of the first canto, and especially for me, being reminded of Narada Muni telling his story to Vyasadeva, and Vyasadeva asked him, and, and we get the story, why was the Bhagavatam written? This most important book, you know, that gives us light in this dark age, that's non-different from Krishna himself, that appeared in the age of Kali to give light in this dark age. And we're so fortunate we have Sri the Prabhupada who came to the West and delivered this message of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement throughout the world. And we wouldn't be able to understand it without Prabhupada. And we're so fortunate he gave us this uh, amazing uh, Srimad Bhagavatam verses and purports. And <clears throat> it's uh, uh, just amazing to, to, to think... Wow, the, the Bhagavatam explains Krishna, but it explains itself too. Why was the Bhagavatam written? Who wrote it? Krishna wrote it. It's about Krishna. Vyasadeva, incarnation of Krishna, speaking with uh, his spiritual master, Narada Muni. And he's unhappy. He's just written the Vedas. And so he's not satisfied. And he asked his spiritual master, Narada Muni, why? Why am I not happy? Well, you haven't written about Krishna yet directly. You've only referred to him indirectly through the Vedas. So now's your, now write Srimad Bhagavatam. And then Vyasadeva asks Narada Muni, well, what about your story? <laughs> you know, what happened to you? How, how is it, you know, you've become Narada Muni? So in, in a previous life, before he became Narada Muni, we hear Narada Muni's story that his, he was born, uh, a, a a, a child of a of a maidservant, a very simple woman, who was bit by a snake and she dies. So Narada Muni has to go, doesn't know what to do. He's he's an orphan. He's a boy alone, and you can just imagine he's a young boy. He has no one to care for him, nothing, and no relatives or anyone else comes and says, "Well, come live with us. We'll take care of you." That didn't happen for him. So he just decides, "I'm going to walk." And he starts to walk north. And he goes through so many uh, forests. <coughs> Excuse me. He goes through hills and mountains full of reservoirs of beautiful minerals. Tracts of land with uh, filled with reservoirs of water. Beautiful lotus flowers. He goes through uh, lonely forests. Bamboo, reeds, sharp grass, weeds and caves. Difficult to go through alone. He visited deep, dark, dangerously fearful forest full of snakes, owls, and jackals. So he's, he's tired and he, 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 uh, mentally and bodily. So he sits down by a river, lake, and drinks water. Contacting water, he gets, uh, relief from his exhaustion. And so he sits under a banyan tree in an uninhabited forest and he begins to meditate upon the supersoul situated within. Using his intelligence as he had learned from the liberated souls 
who he got to help take care of when they were in the uh, rainy season, staying with him, and his mother served them, and he got their mercy uh, because they were favorably disposed towards Nardamunias when he was this young boy. And this is what we're hoping the, the, the pure devotees of our movement will do for us. They'll become favorably disposed towards us, and they'll give us their blessings. They'll bless us to proceed in Krishna consciousness, to develop pure love for Krishna, to get the desire to have this ultimate goal of Krishna. There's nothing higher than to want Krishna. The only price to pay for getting Krishna is to have the desire to get Krishna. Well, where do you get that desire? <laughs> uh, only from Krishna's pure devotees who have Krishna, who have uh, developed this love of Krishna. How did they develop that love? Because they got that they 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 got the mercy of other pure devotee, and another pure devotee benedicted that pure devotee. So it's it's a it's a symbiotic. It's a it's a connective process. We must connect ourselves to the spiritual master, to the pure devotee of Krishna. And you can say there's no pure devotees around me right now. Yes, there are. <laughs> there are many in our community. If you're not in the community, open up Sri the Prabhupada's book and books, any book. Read it. Read the Bhagavatam. Read his purports. Read the Gita again and again and again. Sri the Prabhupada you will have his association through his purports. Prabhupada insisted this was better association with Sri the Prabhupada than to be with him personally. That's hard to understand because we're so uh personal person oriented and 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 so uh <clears throat> but we have to have faith that even though Sri the Prabhupada's form is materially uh past gone away, he left us so much knowledge, so much opportunity to associate with him through his Bhaktivedanta purports. And Prabhupada is there. You you read what he's saying. You can hear him speaking. We know what his voice sounds like. And if you need more, listen to his lectures. They're recorded. They're, they're there. They're available. And you can hear Sri Prabhupada speaking. It's so wonderful to get that mercy and to hear Sri Prabhupada. And I want to interject now uh, that uh, this is a good time to uh, rejuvenate, to reassess, to dig deeper, to recommit, to to decide right now, I'm going to go deeper in my Krishna consciousness. I don't want to just go back to the pre-COVID-19 days of carefree wandering, right? Where it was so easy to just run around Go do things, sense gratification, and I mean devotee sense gratification, right? Not, 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 you know, violating the principles, but you know, we all had that desire to, uh, you know, go places and see things. Not, not horrible, not, not violating the rules, but just, you know, a little bit of relaxation, right? We make excuses for it. Now that's gone. You know, we don't do that. We don't can't go to movies. You know, we can't go out to the mall. And for good reason. Now, this is probably going to come back one day, right? But until it does, are, are we just going to be anxious for that day? We can go back and, and be in Maya again? No, let's really say to ourselves, we've got this opportunity. Krishna's not done this for no reason, right? 
This has happened for a reason. And it didn't just happen, you know, in Dallas or Texas or you. It happened to the whole world. The whole world. Amazing, you know. So Krishna is going to do all kinds of things with this. And, and obviously, there's lots of conclusions we can draw. And I was very fortunate. I, I saw His Holiness. Uh, when I need a name, my mind always goes blank. Uh, um, His Holiness Rattafa Jaswami. Yes, saw him the other day, and I asked him a question just real quickly. What 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 are some of the realizations we should take about uh, COVID nineteen? And he threw up his hands and he said, "We can go at any minute. We can go at any time. Krishna could take us at any moment. We could be out of here." So the impetus must be there to become concerned about that and to not try to prolong our life. We, we have to take care of ourselves and, and take precaution and, and not get sick if we can avoid it. But we should also be working inwardly to say, Krishna, I need you more. Our life lives are under threat. We need to commit more. We need to chant more, read more, associate more in the proper way, in a safe way that we can. And these opportunities are not uh, just chance, you know. This is not just something, oh, all of a sudden we can't go out for two months or three months. No, it's Krishna's way of telling us, I want everyone to go deeper and make a, a commitment again if you, were, if you were backsliding. Not everyone was backsliding. <laughs> I know I was. So sometimes you backslide and sometimes you go forward. And it takes events like this. To, to make you say, no, I'm, stop the backsliding, stop the Maya, and push forward again. <clears throat> and so, uh, even though we can't come see the deity every day, which we want to do, we should think about that. Why did Krishna, why is Krishna denying us <laughs> darshan, right? Why are circumstances making it harder to have darshan? I mean, you can still come in, put on a dhoti curtain, come in and see the deities, but I don't do it. I'm lazy and I don't take, I, 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 do I, and it's making me question, do I really have desire for Krishna? Am I really attached to the deities like I think I am, like I say I am? And I'm fortunate. I live at the temple. I live across the street. I live in the community, but it's, it's, it's bringing up this, uh, this, this, uh, chance, this opportunity to self-examine and say, are you really as attached as you thought you were to the devotees? To the deities, because there's a lot less, well, there's, there's just reduced deity worship, but I don't have to do as much as I did before. And instantly what? I become attached to that laziness. I become attached to not getting up early. Oh, it's, it's, I'm home all the time. I can nap. I can relax. I can do all these, uh, no, it's, it's not meant for that. This time is meant to, uh, to say, no, I do miss the deities. I do want the association of bodies. I want to come to the morning program again. And when that opportunity is there, am I going to be ready to jump at it? Or am I just going to sit there and say, no, I'm lazy. I don't need to go. You know, it's, And it's going to be harder to jump back into it because we get lazy and you get attached to the laziness. And I always remember the, 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 the prohibition. Don't become attached to not doing your duty. And it's easy. It's easy to not do your duty and and become attached to that 
laziness because it's just our nature uh, to to be lazy. Even with work, you know, I work from home and I can be a lot lazier at home than I could be at work, right? And it's 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 like a shock. You know, you've got to keep pushing yourself, not letting yourself get complacent. And so uh, it's so nice we're seeing devotees walking around the community because that's what we do, right? We can't go anywhere else, so we go out. We're going to go for a walk. Well, <laughs> excuse me, if you're going to go for a walk, might as well chant too, right? Let's do some japa and walk. And so you can have the association of devotees. And, of course, the association of devotees is always there. So many lectures, kirtans are online, whatever devotee you want to hear from. But let's hear from Sri the Prabhupada. You know, his purports are perfect. It, and it's so amazing to remember Prabhupada came in this age at this time for this purpose to enliven us. And he gave the Bhaktivedanta purports, which are suitable and perfect for our minds for this age. Right? Now you can say, well, I want to read the, the, the Acharya's purports. <laughs> Well, the Acharya's purports, that's fine. If you've already understood Prabhupada's purports really well, right? Then then you can look at Baladev Vidyabhushan or the other great Acharyas. But, I mean, really, who can say that they can... That's th- Those for are for a different time. And Prabhupada used those to craft these purports, right? <laughs> you know, so it's... Those are the... These, this is... We don't need any more. You know, we don't have to go outside... Of what Srila Prabhupada gave us. And so we're, we're at this amazing part of the, of the Bhagavatam where, uh, we're hearing that Narada Muni, he got an actual darshan of the Lord by meditating at, while he sat under the banyan tree and Lord Krishna, Krishna appeared on the lotus of his heart and he was overjoyed with happiness. Every part of his body became separately enlivened. And I heard this one time from uh, His uh, Grace Pankajangri Prabhu. He told us that um, somebody asked him about Krishna, what it was like, and you know, had he ever seen Krishna? And he said one time he had a dream or a vision, and he said that he had like a darshan of Krishna. It may have been Lord Chaitanya, but he said that he he said that every sense, all of his senses became fully aware. All of his senses. And so this kind of reminded me of that. It, you can, your, your, your entire body becomes enlivened. What does that mean? Your arm? Yeah, well, no, your senses become enlivened. Your eyes, your ears, your smell, tongue, taste. And he said that, that, that in drinking in the Lord, all of these senses became fully aware. And he was perceiving the Lord with all of his senses. And so you can imagine what that must be like to finally get like the goal of our lives, our sense gratification, right? To listen to nice music or taste tasty things or see beautiful objects and to see the, the, the thing that is the most perfect spiritual thing there is, which is Krishna, to be able to drink in that and have your senses fully enlivened uh, was what... <laughs> It absorbed Narada Muni in an ocean of ecstasy. <laughs> ecstasy is pretty amazing, right? You feel ecstatic, but it usually goes away after a moment, or if you're lucky, it stays, you know. But it, it, this was an ocean of ecstasy, and he couldn't even see himself. 
He could not see both himself and the Lord. So it was just drowning in ecstasy. So um, we're at the point where now, in text 18, where he uh, he's seen the transcendental form of the Lord. It satisfies the mind's desire. And it once erases all mental incongruities. Isn't this what we're constantly trying to do? Erase our mental problems? <laughs> you know, oh, things that happened in the past, or I'm worried about this, and so many things, and we're constantly trying to push those down and bring up and think of Krishna more. And so this is exactly what happens. Krishna satisfies the mind's desire for beautiful things, to see everything for real enjoyment. He does it spiritually. And he banishes mental incongruities, all the mental garbage. And then when he lost that form, he got up and he was upset. He was perturbed. And that's usual, right? When one loses something that's desirable, you know, something suddenly happens and you lose something that you really wanted or you cherished, it's very uh, upsetting. And so Srila Prabhupada takes the opportunity in this verse to uh, explain uh, one of the main purposes of his appearance, which is to banish impersonalism. And this was something that he wrote in his, uh, as an offering to his spiritual master, he wrote a poem. And his spiritual master, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, was so taken by this one verse, where Srila Prabhupada, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm sorry I didn't bring it, per, impersonal calamity thou hast uh, avoided, has, has dr- pushed out, uh, removed. What, what was the, removed, he said, yeah, he said remove, impersonal, thou hast, uh, it was a nice way of saying it. it, wasn't a usual word we hear, but the gist is there, impersonalism is, is what we are here to fight against. And Srila Prabhupada, when he wrote his own pranam mantra, right, the second mantra we, we chant to Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada wrote that, and he said, you know, he's here to banish to to wipe out the voidism and impersonalism. That's what Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to do, to defeat voidism and impersonalism. And so Prabhupada, in this purport, he's saying, the Lord is not formless. And that He is not formless is experienced by Narada Muni. So the form is completely different from all forms of in the material existence. It means we have no idea. <laughs> we can have no possible idea what Krishna's form really, how amazingly wonderful it is. But we do have the opportunity to come see His deity form. And I thought how Narada Muni was perturbed when he couldn't see the Lord anymore in his heart. Am I perturbed when I can't come and see Radha Kalachanji, Lord Jagannath, Lord Baladev, Subhadra Devi, Shri Shri Radha Govinda, Shri Shri Chota Radha Kalachanji, Shri Shri Gornitai? I'm not perturbed enough in not coming to see the Lord, in that I've been denied the darshan as frequently as I used to get to take it. I should be more perturbed, you know, that I'm not, that I'm missing the Lord. We, we look at the deity form, and when we do, we can be absorbed. But then my problem is, I walk out of the temple room, and t- 20 other things enter my mind instantly, right? Because we have things to do, care for, take care of this, do this, duties of our life. But we have to remember that we're doing those duties for Krishna. That's the goal. Yeah, and when we do that, then uh, you're, the, the, the duties aren't so difficult. And they're not so uh, mundane. And it's not so uh, 
you know, you're not so prone to fall into the old mental habits. For me, anger, getting angry too easily, being perturbed at other things besides not having Krishna's darshan. That's not what we want. We want uh, to do everything in a Krishna conscious way. And everything can be used in Krishna's service. We don't have to give up things artificially. Yukta vairagya. And so, um, Srila Prabhupada makes a really uh, amazing comment. Uh, he says that, that the Lord is formless or impersonal means that He has nothing like a material form and is not like any material personality. And there's another part, another purport earlier where Prabhupada gets really to it, um, really interesting about how he explains that, that Krishna is not impersonal, but he is still impersonal at the same time, right? Because he's in that. He's in the Brahma Jyoti. But at the same time, that's not fully Krishna. It's just his effulgence. And so many folks get lost in that. You know, people we know are impersonalists. People, uh, uh, Mayavadis in India, I mean, they are set. They are strongly attached to this. And because they're feeling pleasure and they refuse to go beyond it. They, this is, this is what I'm experiencing and I don't want to take a chance on, to get anything better. I'm happy with this. And so <laughs> then they try to deny that they have desire and they give up all, but it's just artificial. You can't do it forever. We can't even give up desire. We, what we have to do is purify our desire by putting it, becoming desirous of Krishna and understanding slowly and building faith and building faith and building faith and associating with devotees and hearing from pure devotees, then we can actually believe one day, oh, Krishna really is all attractive. I can't experience it with my own senses right now, but I know it's true because I've, I see the example of Srila Prabhupada. I see the example of my spiritual master. I see the example of the devotees of the temple. I see the example of devotees that have developed a sense of Krishna consciousness controlling themselves, feeling bliss and happiness, and overwhelmed with a desire to give that to others. And if you're really loving and compassionate, and these are the two things that are the most sought after in other people in the world, right? We want to associate with people who are loving and compassionate. And as a goal for society, we want people who are loving and compassionate well, there's no one, there's no persons more loving and compassionate than the Hare Krishna devotees because they give up sense gratification. They make getting Krishna the goal of their life and then they don't just say, I've got it, right? And keep it and hoard it and enjoy it and say, no, they're, they're, they're so quick to give Krishna to others. The gopis, the gopas, they, they don't sit there and say, I just want Krishna in front of me all the time. They want to please Krishna. And Krishna is pleased when they give Krishna to others. So they help each other to come to Krishna. And some of the gopis are not as advanced as other gopis. So the less advanced gopis get helped by the more advanced gopis. It's the same for us in this material world. It's in the spiritual world. They're perfect. So they're all uh, just purely doing everything for Krishna. And for each other, right? It doesn't make sense that they would compete against each other to do for Krishna. They compete against Krishna 
to give give him service. And Krishna competes with them by trying to do more for them. So you can just imagine that 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 that's not even anything we see in the material world, except maybe well, mother and child love, parental love. So very amazing. Um, and and Sri Prabhupada, I I I I don't feel like I've ever opened the Bhagavatam or the Bhagavad Gita and not heard Sri Prabhupada mention our eternal relationship with Krishna. And he uses the last paragraph to say, as spiritual beings having eternal relations with that transcendental form of the Lord, we are life after life searching after that form of the Lord. And we're not satisfied with any other form of material appeasement. So we have eternal relation with that transcendental form of the Lord. Eternal. We're not meant to be uh, uh, have a relationship eternally with the material energy. Our relationship eternally is with the spiritual energy. The spiritual energy is Krishna. It's His expansion. It's His perfect, amazing everything. And, and, and that's what we're meant to be. So we have a relationship eternally with Krishna. We don't know, I don't know what that is yet, but I, I have faith and I know that I have a relationship and it's eternal and I have a spiritual form and that one day if I can pursue Krishna consciousness properly and nicely, that my spiritual master will reveal it from within the heart. Or maybe I need a hundred more lifetimes or 10,000 more lifetimes. I hope not. But I know that at some point, the guru will reveal when I'm ready to know what it is. And and this is the, the important for our sampradaya, that we don't try to put the cart ahead of the horse. You know, yeah, we don't, we don't want to know uh, what we are in the spiritual world if we're not ready to assimilate it and, and, and cherish it and nurture it properly through our practice of Krishna consciousness, through our uh, practice of, of sadhana bhakti. Our sadhana will nurture our eternal relationship with Krishna, but we, we have to do it in the right way so that it's not inebriated, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, messed up by our own minds imagining things. Real, real advancement has to be real. It has to be advancement that comes of fullness of time and understanding things and having it revealed by Krishna in the heart and Krishna from the outside through the Guru, through Srila Prabhupada, and through the book Bhagavatam, uh, Krishna's own personal incarnation. What we desire, what we desire, last sentence of the purport, what we desire life after life was obtained by Narada Muni. And losing sight of him again was certainly a great shock for him. So we can just imagine how uh, Srila Prabhupada, a pure devotee of the Lord, is always feeling Krishna, always seeing Krishna, and having that uh, transcendental form of the Lord in his heart always. So this is what we aspire to. This is what we're hoping to develop faith, increase our shraddha, increase our hearing, increase our faith to get to the higher levels of Krishna consciousness. It's not going to just happen by magic if we're not trying to do it. You know, we know that we'll get the mercy of, of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We'll get the mercy of the gurus at the end of our life, right? To, to, but it's very important 
that we understand Krishna, Krishna's relations, relationships with the devotees of Braj. The Vrindavan pastimes and the Vrindavan relationships are the highest. And it's not going to be, you know, we don't want to be, we don't want to take Vaikuntha, right? We don't want to go just to be offered uh, Lakshmi Narayan worship. That's wonderful. It's amazing. It's the spiritual world. It's there and it's going to be offered to us. But now is our chance to develop by trying to understand these higher relationships so that we can go to Goloka Vrindavan. We can go to the part of the spiritual world, to Vaikuntha, where Krishna is on the planet with all his devotees, the gopas, the gopis, the parents, everyone's there, and they're all serving Krishna. So thank you for listening in. I appreciate the opportunity to speak, and Srimad Bhagavatam Ki, Srila Prabhupada Ki. Jai, thank you. Fresh life. Yeah, and that's what we're, that's what I was trying to get at earlier. We should, we should use this time to have a fresh renewal. And it's also, I think, Ramadan time, right? So this is a special time. We just had the appearance of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's like our Lent, our, uh, the Catholics have Lenten observance. You know, the time where they shut down material enjoyment and try to really go, you know, that time, every, every religion has that time during a year, right? Ours is all year, right? But we can take it now and say, especially, this is the time to renew and to become refreshed in Krishna consciousness. Thank you so much, Nityananda Prabhu. It's, it's been very enlivening having you here. Thank you. You made, uh, made, if I said anything nicely, it was because you were here. <laughs> well, I won't listen to anyone else, so it's been, at least, <laughs> I won't listen to anyone else, so it's better I give, then I'll finally listen to somebody if I listen to myself. Thank you, Prabhuji. Shrima Bhagavatam Ki. Assemble devotees Ki. Nityananda Prabhu Ki. Thank you, Prabhu.